fish on. Hey, Radcast is on. Hunting, fishing, and everything in between. This is Radcast Outdoors. From the Porter's 10Cast Studio, here are David Merrill and Patrick Edwards. All right, welcome to another episode of Radcast Outdoors. I'm Patrick Edwards. I'm David Merrill. We are excited to be back with you. We've got uh, kind of a fun episode today, at least fun for David and I. <laughs> oh, I'm ecstatic. Yeah. Um, we have an announcement to make. We're going to go on a Alaskan fishing trip, uh, assuming that everything works out the way it's supposed to. Radcast uh, on the road. Radcast on the road and on the river, right? Yes. So... As all of you know, we, we both are very passionate about fishing, and we want to get out there, and we want to do some things. So I'm going to have David tell you a little bit more about where we're going, um, since he's he's the one really planning this deal, and we'll talk about kind of what we want to do. So tell him where we're going. We're going to go to a place called the Alaska Playground on the Kenai Peninsula. It's kind of mini Alaska. You can, uh, you can get a taste of and see most of what Alaska has to offer within a couple hour drive. Now you can't get the full breadth and width of that state. You know, I was there for years and I, I still scratch the surface. But, you know, I think we'll do some gold panning. We gotta we gotta chase a little bit of gold while we're up there. <laughs> but yeah, we've decided to go fish the the world famous Kenai River and go out of Homer and chase a few halibut and see if we can get a couple species knocked off of Patrick's list and I, I love smoked salmon, so that that was enough uh, motivation for me to go. Yeah, I know for me, one of the big priorities is, and hopefully it's open. We're both crossing our fingers that we can pursue king salmon. That's one of them I got to get off my list, and so we're really hoping we can do that. And then to go back up and for me to catch those sockeye again, those are just so much fun. Well, do you, Patrick, do you know why I go to Alaska? Try and go every year. Why is that? Just for the halibut. <laughs> and hopefully we'll catch some of those too. But um, one of the things that we really want to do with this trip is not just make it about catching fish, but we want to do some episodes while we're there with this mobile recording unit that we have and, and talk about the opportunities that present themselves in Alaska, some of the different um, species that you can catch, some of the different um, things that you can do to plan for a trip. Um, we'll go into what kind of gear you need. We'll go into just some of the best practices, I guess, for doing a trip like this. And there's there's lots of ways to attack it, you know, as far as DIY or fully guided or fish camps. You know, there's there's a lot of ways, and there's some there's some tips and tricks that I think will you can you can glean some insight and knowledge when you start planning and booking, you know, your Alaska trip. Yeah, so we'll be around Soldotna quite a bit, yep. and, which is a great little town. If you've never been there, you definitely have to go. Um, it's a cute little town. There's a lot of different places, public access areas that people go and fish. I fished one that is literally right outside of town, and there's a lot of people. But it was really good fishing, too. It wasn't hard to limit out there. There's some good public access. I mean, uh, that. When I lived there, I really hated the tourists because, well, you, you fight winter all three quarters of the year, and then, <laughs> and then you go straight into road construction season, and so you fight that and the tourists. So, you know, between the winter and the tourists, 
it kind of ruins that town for me as far as living in it. <laughs> but now I'm going to go back and be a tourist. I'm okay with that. I'll tolerate it because I, I do miss me some smoked salmon. Yeah, and we will be smoking some fish while we're up there. So that'll be that'll be fun. We'll go over uh, David's recipe and kind of how he does it when we go up there. And we also plan to get some, some film. Um, so we'll have some videos that we're going to post on... Um, a YouTube channel that we're putting together. So we'll, we'll have some tips and tricks and some things you can watch. Um, and another cool thing that I think if we can pull it off and, and go do is we're going to try to hopefully catch a northern pike while we're up there, which I've caught pike before. It's not like it's a bucket list thing, but I've never caught an Alaska pike. And they do get quite large <laughs> in Alaska. They, they have some... some... Lots of everything in Alaska is quite large. Uh, we're uh, we are gonna go eat at the best restaurant in town, and I'll, I'll let you in on this little secret. It's the cafeteria at the hospital. The cafeteria at the hospital. We are gonna go to Soldatna <laughs> Hospital, and you'll be shocked. It's best priced food in town, and it's really good. And I'm really hoping we don't have to go to the hospital for hook removal either. <laughs> <laughs> we will try, and they uh, they put a mannequin in the ER up there and uh, we'll, we'll if we can get in there we'll show you a picture of it hopefully we won't demonstrate but they put a hook in that mannequin every year for where they've removed one from a person and it's quite intriguing to go in and see that mannequin with jewelry hanging all over it yeah we'll have to see if we can swing in there and just get at least a shot of that yeah. just for fun um so tell us well tell everybody kind of the different places we intend to hit along the way and what we intend to catch. So we're going to hit a couple of the coastal streams, right, that run from Tustamina, Skilak, a couple of those lakes out to the ocean. And there's a couple smaller ones that have, and they've got just the standard salmon species, but there's also Arctic char, Dolly Varden, you know, and then you talked about pike and halibut. So we'll chase several species and, you know, Cooper's Landing and Sterling and the drive down there is it's one of my favorite places. It's just really neat. Got to stop in Wild Man's and get a, a scoop of their ice cream. Now, it's a, a cone is like four bucks, but I, I swear it's a half a gallon of ice cream. <laughs> on one cone. <laughs> on one cone, and it's 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 diabetic sugar coma, but you, you have to stop. You just do. Yeah. So we're going to do a little bit of power boating, a little bit of drift boating, maybe some pontooning for some pike, and uh, some shore bank fishing. We'll do most of it's going to be public land you can go to these spots and you know book a trip and go fish them so we're going to try and do a couple podcasts there i mean the the big one is the kenai river and something to think about you know a lot of guys like to get up there and again like with elk hunting alcohol doesn't serve me any purpose you know that kenai river it doesn't look like it it's kind of like the willamette river the columbia river in oregon you look across and it looks kind of tranquil, but that thing's moving at a couple knots and it's, it's super cold. You can't <clears throat> swim across it. So you usually have a fisherman fall in, you know, oh. excited once a year. And you really kind of want to have your life jacket on if you're out on a power boat. So just keep those things in mind when you're out recreating. I know, I know a lot of you guys like to enjoy your drink and there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, there's, there's definitely a line between are you fishing or are you drinking? Yeah, and I got a funny story about how cold the Kenai actually is. I was going down there one morning, and I had my neoprene waders on, chest waders, because I wanted to stay. Did you have your waiter belt cold. on, Patrick? 
Of course. Okay. I wanted to stay at least somewhat warm and not, you know, super, super cold. Even in neoprenes, your your toes go numb. Even in June bit. and July, the problem is that whole river it's is glacial cold. melt. It's a glacier that's melting. Yeah, and this kid comes walking down the stairs to the to the fishing spot in shorts and sandals. And he he went in the water, but he didn't last more than about a minute. Because, I mean, that water is painfully cold. Like, it, it just, <laughs> it, it, even with neoprene waders and wool socks, your feet are like, whoa, what is going on? I mean, it, and like you said, the power of that river is just incredible. You don't know it until you get in it. And then you realize just how much water is moving down and how fast it's moving. So it's it's brutal, <laughs> but yep. it'll be fun. I, I got a story about a, a guy that was fishing was fishing with my dad, and he was wearing bib overalls. And he was standing out in the water about waist deep in Alaska, right, and fishing, and two tourists come up and saw him standing out there. So they walk out and stand below him and start fishing. And about two minutes later, they the, the two new Tourists are looking at each other and looking at him and looking at each other, and they fish for another minute or two, and then they get out. Well, underneath his bib overalls, he had on his Gore-Tex chest waders, but he just didn't want the brush and stuff to poke holes, so he had these jean mm-hmm. bib overalls on. Yep. But it looked like he was just standing out there, and you can't... It's cold. It's it's very cold. And so we'll, we'll talk about all the gear and stuff that you need to have, because you need to be prepared if you're going to fish Alaska, not just with... The correct gear, but we'll also look at the regulations and and what people should be thinking about as far as fish harvest, uh, what they need to be doing um, there, and hopefully we can do some of that really fun, you know, like you know, eleven thirty, eleven o'clock fishing. Oh, we we'll, we'll be out at eleven thirty or midnight fishing in, in the light of day. In, in yeah, <laughs> plenty of light. It's it's a little weird to be sitting around a campfire at midnight after you've been fishing, eating, and go. Maybe we should go to bed. What time is it? Oh, we're going to get up and go fishing at 5? I, I better go to bed now. Yeah. And I really want to chase. They have these rainbow trout up there, Patrick, but they look like a football. Mm-hmm. And they just sit and eat eggs. Oh, I mean, and I've caught a couple of them. They have so many eggs down their throat that they couldn't hold another one in their mouth. And they still eat your gobble <laughs> eggs, and you pull them up, and they puke eggs for just... Yeah. But I want to go try and catch. And we're, one of the places is... You know, below Skilak Lake, it, the outlet is a good place for them. Big old football-sized rainbow trout. So hopefully we'll be able to put together some cool stuff for you. One of the challenges that we have right now is, you know, with the restrictions with COVID-19, David and I, have it's been a gamble, to be honest with you. We, we bought tickets a while back, and we weren't sure that things were going to open up, but it sounds like Alaska is opening back up. Is that right? I got news today that they are gonna. They're planning on tentatively opening up here pretty quick. Should be selling non-resident fishing licenses. So we'll post an article here in the show notes. And uh, I'm excited, but yeah, this COVID nineteen has been a, you know, it's been a definitely a ride for for a lot of reasons. And you know, one is I just, you know, I'm not a big proponent of masks. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. And, and we're going to have to wear them in these airports because they're they're required. So not only are we going to have to wear them in an airport, we're going to have to wear them on an airplane. And then <laughs> we're going to get to Alaska and we're going to pull them off and gasp for air, I think. That's, 
I'll be glad once we get there. I mean, I've been doing my social distancing, but I live in Wyoming, so that's just normal standard operating procedure. (laughs) It's what we do, and Alaskans are good at it, too. Yes. So So I think it's going to have its challenges just because of the virus and some of the travel stuff, but I think, um, you know, you and I are of the opinion that being outside is good, that it's healthy to be in the sun and to be outside, and so we're going to do that. I think, you know, as as we look at it, you know, these, it, it blows my mind that you could go to a park and be sitting 500, or go to a lake and be sitting 1,000 yards, or go to a beach and not have a person in sight, but they're going to come take your freedom away, they're going to put you in a cop car less than six feet away from a cop, and take you and haul you to a cell and put you in a, a cell that hasn't been cleaned yet. Why? Because you were outside getting some vitamin D, it, it doesn't... I'm sorry, but now social distancing, I can, you know, I can, I could get on board with lessening the curve, flattening it, but I can't get on board with eliminating the curve. I don't agree with that. Yeah, because we can't do that. It's just not, it's not feasible for that, especially like you look at this trip, we're trying to travel somewhere that that depends on tourism, that depends on people buying fishing licenses. And so... You know, if if everybody just stays home all the time, what what are these people going to do to make an income? I mean, they can't do it. So we're going to be supporting Alaskan oh, revenue, yeah. tourism revenue. We're going to support the mom and pop shops when we go in and we buy gear. I have I have a a sad uh, thing to admit. There used to be a donut shop up there called the Moose's Loose. That's a world famous donut shop. It's been for sale for about a year and a half. And I heard the other day that. The owners are retired, and they never sold the business, so they're liquidating the equipment. And the line used to be out the door and around the corner every morning when I was up there fishing to go get donuts. So I can't get my donuts this time. Uh, no. Well, we can cross our fingers that maybe maybe a miracle happens between now and then, but I that that was my go-to was Moose's Loose Donuts in, in Soldotna, Alaska. Yeah. So despite the challenges and... All of this, we, we, like I said, we kind of crossed our fingers and went ahead and bought tickets and planned this trip. And I'm really excited that it looks like everything's going to be opened up enough that we can we can make it happen and we can spend some time outside and get some sun. If they make me wear a quarantine suit on the plane, I will do it just to get there so I can go <laughs> fishing. Yep, so we're really excited to go. Um, I just want to touch on this one more time. Is If you guys want to check out our website, it is up and running. So you can go to ragcastoutdoors.com. You can find all of our podcasts there. You can find our podcast on County 10's website. And again, thanks to County 10 for helping us put this together. Yep. And then also go to iTunes, Spotify, different places that you get your... Wherever you're listening to this. Wherever you Like listen it, to share it, rate it download it all that good stuff because we we need your help making this spread so again we're gonna go to alaska we're gonna document we're gonna have fun we'll give you a little gear prep before we go and i think we'll do a an unwind session after we come back what we liked what we didn't like what worked well what didn't work so well we'll see if patrick gets his huge northern pike and I, <laughs> hopefully the king too if the kings are open that's that's kind of my goal and focus i want to get a another king that well hopefully you guys will get to see one yeah so again thanks everybody can't do this without you and we wish you all well and we'll, we'll have more content coming right around the corner get outside and go do something <laughs>
Go get that vitamin D.